It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. Oh, good morning. Good morning, friends. Good morning, strangers on the internet. Top of the morning. My name is Dave. I live here in this house. This is of the office of our house. I live here with Rachel Hollis. Rachel Hollis is not joining us this week. She's writing a book. So you're stuck with me, a man who can grow facial hair, cuts his own hair, is wearing glasses today, and is excited to see you on a Wednesday. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Wednesday. Welcome to the Start Today Morning Show. For old time's sake, ladies and gentlemen, please. It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about. I said no one, no one, no, 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 no,
Like we've talked about the first definition, the capacity for someone to recover quickly from difficulties, right? To develop a toughness, how to get back up over and over, even on the days when you don't feel like it, because that is the thing that is called for right now for you to make it through these times. You have to be resilient, get back up fast. On Monday, if you were with us, I talked through these six different components of resilience as explained by this article I read from the CEO of Driven named Yuri Russo. Uh, but just to give you the quick tops of the trees version, right? You gotta have a vision. If you wanna try and get back up quickly from adversity, you have to have a vision for where you are going to go next, where you're headed so that you can stay connected to that vision and actually keep making progress down that path. You gotta have composure right? How you get back up matters. You have to be considerate of how you get back up so that you can control your emotions, so that you can show up well for your people, so that you can do it in a way that actually keeps you on that path, in a way that will have you feeling the way you want when you're by yourself. You've got to apply some reasoning, right? You need to build a plan. You've got to be creative with your problem solving. You've got to think about how Getting through this is something that you can do, but in a way that acknowledges the practical realities of the chaos that we find ourselves in. You've got to have tenacity, right? You've got to, have, you've got to be tenacious in your willingness to get back up and get back up and get back up, even on the days when it's hard. I, I put up this quote from Einstein this morning uh, where he said, uh, it's not that he's so smart, it's that he continued to spend more time on problems than other people, right? The idea that like we are in the midst of something that we've never experienced before requires us to become comfortable with the kind of tenacity that we will need to get through something that of course no one has processed. It's gonna take collaboration, right? You're gonna have to find a community of people who can wade through this with you you cannot do this alone. That's why we're in this next 90 days together. And then you have to focus on your health, right? You gotta focus on your health, your health, your health, your health is a foundation on top of which everything else is built, right? So we talked about that on Monday. If you missed our Monday conversation about how to build the capacity to recover quickly from adversity, I encourage you go back, listen to the replay. Listen to the replay from Monday. I talk about it for an entire 30 minutes worth of time. I want to talk to you about the second definition of resilience because the second definition is interesting and something that I would argue we should spend a little bit of time thinking about if we're going to thrive through this season. The second definition is the ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape. It's the idea of elasticity, right? The ability for a substance or object to spring back into shape. And here is the question that these times beg, what shape are you hoping to spring, spring back into, right? What shape are you hoping to spring back into? Because resilience, if it means that we're trying, right, to recover, to overcome, to persevere, to be tenacious and make it through in a way that has us continuing to get back up and continuing to keep going, we have to have a handle on what we're trying to spring back into, right? When I first started this quarantine, I was writing on this next book of mine and I was writing on the very first day, 
I wrote down the words, in the rush to return to normal, let's use this time to consider which parts of normal are worth rushing back to, right? So as you are right now considerate of what resilience might look like as you look to spring back into shape, what shape are you looking to spring back into? Because this, you know, like no one voted for this. No one asked for this. No one was like, you know what I would love is total disruption of every single thing I've ever known. I'd like commerce to stop and us to be locked in our house. I've like, no one voted for this. And yet here we are. And so in the midst of us being inside of this thing that we did not vote for, that we did not ask for, that we're not interested in, we get the gift, if we can see it as one, to ask a question, what is the normal that we wanna go back to? What is the shape that we're hoping to spring back into? Because if we just end up going through all of this and don't ask these questions, don't ask better questions about what of what we're learning in this season can be applied to the future that we get to, then it will have been wasted. There will have been nothing that came from this. And so, you know, if you can take this time and ask a question about, okay, when I came into quarantine nine weeks ago and the things that were on my calendar overwhelmed me, are there things that I previously having committed myself to on my calendar maybe make me now think differently about how I ought to actually stay committed to those things on my calendar, right? This is a chance for you to wholesale inventory everything you've ever committed yourself to on your calendar, right? Who you spent time with nine weeks ago was a thing that of course, right? You spent time with people nine weeks ago that in some respects was a reflection of habit was a reflection of the way you've always done the things you've always done. And now as you decide to spring back into, to find the shape that you are trying to come back to, do all of those relationships serve you? Do all of those relationships actually support the thing that you are trying to accomplish in 2020, right? There, there, there is such a, it's such a hard thing to like try and parse which relationships help prop us up and which relationships pull us down. And if you in this time are able to think a little bit about which of the relationships coming into quarantine were serving you and helping reinforce the personal brand, the personal uh, ambition that you had for your goals, and which were actually pulling you down, were holding you back, were keeping you from being the best person, the best part of yourself, when we do get to return to whatever new normal ends up looking like, you have to decide, are you going to continue now to let those people who previously were derailing your progress back into your life? You get that choice, right? Who have you become inside of this quarantine, right? Like, I, like I said, like this is the second definition of resilience, the ability of a substance, an object, a person to spring back into shape, right? What kind of person, what person, what persona, what avatar have you assumed inside of this quarantine, right? If you 
because of thinking this was going to be a short-term thing, it was going to come, it was going to go, and you gave yourself the permission to deviate from who you'd hope to be on an every single day basis, you may have to think differently about how you're going to shift your shaping into something new because of who you've allowed yourself to become, right? Like, I've become a completely different person in this dang quarantine. I'm a person who now shaves his own head, grows a beard, who works out a lot, who is, I'm just, I'm different in this quarantine. And man, I want this version of me to be a version of me that continues on into what ends up happening outside of quarantine. And if you've adopted some amazing habits and you've adopted some amazing routines and you're stronger and different, and you put on an identity that can thrive through this season, that's rad. Make sure that you stay connected to that for as long as you possibly can. But if in any way you've gone to some coping mechanisms that don't support serve you, if you've deviated from the kind of health regimen that would actually have you showing up well for yourself, this may be the time to ask what shape are you hoping to spring back into, right? I mean, in real time, in business, right? In business, my goodness, there are some things that are happening in real time that are fundamentally changing the way that people do the things that they do. I saw yesterday that California is suggesting the real possibility of extending stay at home for another three months worth of time. Like three months worth of time. We've only been in quarantine for just more than two months. So more time to go than what we've been in. And oh my goodness, that, that messes, yes, first with my head, what in the world? But it also beyond messing with my head makes me realize that there are some things that I have to establish as practice, as habits, as routines in this season because I am in real time developing habits that will extend well beyond this thing coming and going, right? Twitter just announced that they are indefinitely indefinitely that means forever and ever allowing people to work from home right like the the concept of working inside of an office is changing in real time in the midst of this epidemic the nba right basketball i love basketball the nba in real time has already told players that the 2021 season is most likely to be played without fans Right? Like they're thinking differently, fundamentally, about the way that the sport is played. The Disney, okay? Disney, yesterday, you all see this? I mean, this is exciting, but it also, again, is a sign of people thinking differently in their business. Disney originally announced that Hamilton, the musical, was going to be made as a movie that was coming out in October of 2021. And now, as they take a look at everything that's happening, they made this announcement that on July 3rd, it's going to be streamed direct to Disney Plus because as they contemplate what it might look like to have movie theaters operating at what point, at what time, how they actually could film the production, at what point, at what time, they've had to adjust the way they do what they do, right? Like I have a, a whole team of people that I used to work with that has been furloughed. I mean, like, I can't even imagine all of these people that I previously worked with that were putting movies into movie theaters now are sitting at home waiting to see what happens. And man, this may end up actually taking a bit more time. But you have to, I think, start asking, what shape are you hoping to spring back into? And are there things that you have to be thoughtful of in how you adapt to what 
fully unlocks the, the value that you can afford. Because if you don't think about it, it might be something that ends up happening to you instead of you choosing it for yourself, right? Like I, in real time with our business, man, we've had to think fundamentally differently about the way we do business, period, at the Hollis Company, right? Live events was a big part of our business. And live events aren't something that's happening for a long period of time. So if that's not gonna happen for a long period of time, we have to think differently about how we can operationalize the talents and skills that we have to serve the audience well, knowing that the way that we previously did, right? Like we have this, uh, we have this ad partner in ZipRecruiter. They, they are an ad partner on Rise and Rise Together, right? They have this thing where they talk about their ability to find qualified candidates for the jobs that you need. I will tell you this, inside of our company, the kind of jobs that we need, given the changing dynamics of the way that the world is working, have fundamentally changed nine weeks ago to today. And so the way that we've had to either leverage the partnership that we have with someone like a ZipRecruiter or just fundamentally think differently about what we do and how we serve has been wildly, wildly important in us staying connected to how we show up well for this audience, but also keep the 60 people that we have employed working and think about who we need to add to the team because of the changing dynamics. Are you the qualified candidate for the life that you suggest that you want? Are you the qualified candidate for the way that you'd hope to run your family? Are you the qualified candidate for being able to successfully navigate the things that are upside down inside of this upside down world? And if you're not, what would you need to do to spring back into shape in a way that you would be able to actually be that qualified candidate, right? Like the kind of people we're looking for to fill roles in our company are different today than they were nine weeks ago, eight weeks ago, four weeks ago. And so the way that you have to be considerate of what it will take to thrive inside of this environment is ask, at least it starts with asking the question, right? Are you the qualified candidate for the life you say you want? Are you the qualified candidate to be the partner you say your partner deserves? Are you the qualified candidate to lead your family well? Are you the qualified candidate to navigate the changing, shifting sands that exist inside of this world where there is so much uncertainty and change that's happening every single day? If you're not, don't think that you can't become. You can. But you have to start at least by acknowledging that there's a difference between what worked then and what needs to be in play now to make it work, right? The game has changed. And so if the game has changed from nine weeks ago, the idea of resilience in a new game requires a different playbook. And that's it, right? You have to be considerate of how the playbook that used to work nine weeks ago has less or no application today and how if you're able to now open up a new playbook and figure out what it's required to actually thrive and get back up and get into shape in this space that you will be able to in that having and then having made that decision thrive because you'll now be working off of a playbook that's designed for this game not the game that existed nine weeks ago right you are in real time asking a question around resilience
right? What will it take to make forward strides, to get back up, to keep, keep going in the midst of adversity? That's the first definition. But the second definition, the ability of you as a person to spring back into shape requires that you ask the question, what shape are you trying to spring back into? And if, you are, if you're trying to spring back into the shape of the person, of the family unit, of the business, of the way of living from nine weeks ago, it may not have application inside of a world that is fundamentally changed nine weeks later and that nine weeks from now may in fact require additional changes, right? And this isn't, man, I'm not trying to be a fear monger. I don't want to worry you. I just want to be real. Because anyone who is like, you know what, I'm just going to wait this out and then it's going to come back to normal. Normal is gone. Normal is gone. There will be a new normal. And that new normal, of course, will exist. But that new normal existing will require a new, different shape of you to fit inside of that new normal space. And so the idea of resilience here is figuring out what it's going to take. What is it going to take inside of that new normal? for your new shape to fit it well. What is that, what is it, what's it gonna take? You've been given this gift in the midst of this to ask some unbelievable questions about what you get to leave behind, right? Please don't make the mistake of just thinking that every single thing that you came into quarantine with is a prerequisite of what is necessary going forward. That is not real. So if it's an audit of your calendar or an audit of who you spend time with or an audit of what you value or an audit of how you spend your time or an audit of whatever it might be, do that work. Do that work because the things that you gave value to, time to, attention to, hopefully in this environment, you've been shed, you've had some light shed on how some of those things of course still matter. But in this reset, many of those things no longer matter. And as you think about what shape you're trying to, to, to get back into, spring back into, make sure it's a shape that actually can thrive in an environment that has fundamentally changed. Y'all, oh my goodness, so much yell talking in one week. That's three days of yell talking on this concept of resilience. I am here for it. Listen. Uh, I hope that this is helpful. If you have not, again, I'm going to encourage you. Rachel dropped a new episode of the Rise podcast yesterday where she talked about the importance of having a plan for 2020. Make sure that you are driving towards something. If there uh, is not yet a person here who's already signed up for uh, next 90 days, come on, get on this train. We are a community of people thriving through this dang thing. It feels uncomfortable, it's wonky, but we're doing it together. There is a new coaching on this idea of resilience from Rachel that came up on Monday. Uh, tomorrow, uh, I'll give you the heads up on the Rise Together podcast, uh, an entire chapter of my book, Get Out of Your Own Way, is the featured podcast. It's the conversation of the resilience that was required to make it through our adoption journey. Holy cow, it was harrowing, and if there was a thing, uh, that was a through line in the five years of time to adopt our Noah. It was resilience, this decision to just keep getting back up and keep getting back up, even though and because it was hard. Uh, I appreciate y'all being here. I am excited for your Wednesday. Go out and have a fantastic day. I will be back here tomorrow. because You got two more days with me before Rachel comes back on Monday. And uh, I appreciate y'all. Have a fantastic day.
Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at The Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die. <laughs>